Welcome to the Digital Coffee Date, created and hosted by Jessica Rosado, writer, producer, content creator, and entrepreneur. This podcast is your weekly inspirational dose of incredible women who are making a powerful global footprint. Our conversations feature different women from all walks of life who share their experiences through both successes and failures alike. These stories empower and encourage the female footprint in a society originally structured for them to fail, whether it be through philanthropy, entrepreneurship, or even the corporate ladder, women are creating a global footprint that will impact the future. This week's digital coffee date is with trademark attorney, Zara Watson. Zara, how are you? Hi, Jessica. I'm fine. Thank you for having me. Yes. Um, I'm so, so thrilled to have you on the show today. So happy to be here. So Zara, you are an attorney for creatives. Can you tell us a bit more about what Zara Watson Law is all about? Absolutely. So like you said, I represent creative entrepreneurs. Um, I help entrepreneurs literally from entity formation to getting your contract set up, um, protecting all of your branding elements. So think trademarks, copyrights, um, literally from start to finish. If you're starting a business, I am your girl. What was the catalyst for opening up your own practice? So prior to forming my practice, I worked for a special education law firm. Um, while I was in law school, I basically, um, had to help my parents, um, find accommodations for my youngest sibling. She had a, uh, she has a mild learning disability. So going through that process with my parents, I was like, wow, you know, special education is, it's a very rewarding field. Um, you know, it's something that's very personal to me and I can help a lot of people. So during my third year, there was a clinic at my law school called the special education clinic. And I got involved. And then I also interned at the law firm that helped my parents out. And once I graduated, I was given a position and I started working there. You know, I loved the people that I worked with, but I was not passionate about the work. So I started to think, I was like, okay, you know, what can I do that, you know, what areas of law can I practice that, you know, I'm really interested in that I'm passionate about. And I thought to myself, you know, I've always loved to write. I've loved blogging for a long time. I love photography. You know, why not combine my interests in, um, you know, being creative with the law? So I said, wow, intellectual property, I can do that. And I literally went on my own. I was like, why wait? Um, why wait and go to a different law firm and, you know, just continue working when I, I know I can do this myself. So I went crazy. I went, re- I researched every, you know, everything about uh, intellectual property. I tried speaking with a lot of different attorneys and, you know, here I am today, two years later. Wow. So what was that experience like? I mean, when you said, okay, you made the decision, you said, okay, you know, I can, I can do this on my own. What in, in the, in the creation and in the, the innovation of, you know, when we get into those moments as entrepreneurs where we say, okay, so I'm going to do this thing. And then that whole period of like creating it and actually doing this thing. What was that like? It was a really exciting and scary time all at once. Um, I was super excited because I felt like I finally figured out what I wanted to do. Um, And then just, you know, the 
I guess, anxiety and just nerves of, you know, literally building everything from scratch. Um, you know, I guess it got to me a little bit. So it took me, wow, maybe about three months to get everything together, which yeah. I guess is, is really fast if you think about it. Um, I, you know, had to find out what systems I wanted to use. How am I going to send my clients, um, you know, contracts, invoices? How am I going to keep all their case files? Um, you know, marketing, how am I going to market myself? Um, you know, am I going to have an office space or do I want to work primarily, um, you know, just online? So I had to go through all these questions and, you know, research everything. And it took some time, but to, to answer quickly, you know, it was, it was really exciting and scary. So what impact have you personally seen your practice have on entrepreneurs and their businesses? Oh, great question. It's been really rewarding, honestly, um, just having people who have no idea where to start um, you know, come to me and the fact that I'm able to guide them and explain to them what they need to do, you know, how to get their business up and running. Um, you know, it's, it's just been really rewarding. So I've had fun, honestly, phenomenal clients. So I'm very, very grateful. You know, obviously you're in, in the industry you're in, in, in terms of law, you know, I feel like it's one of those industries and I could be wrong, but I feel like it's one of those industries that's often dominated by men. So what stigmas or barriers were you presented with as a woman in your industry before even venturing out with your own practice? Oh, wonderful, wonderful question. That's actually one of the reasons why I, I feel like my my last firm, it was a little bit difficult. So like I mentioned before, I was doing special education law and I dealt with a lot of parents. And believe it or not, a lot of um, I'm going to, I guess I'm going to speak from a client's perspective, but mm -hmm. a lot of the male clients that I dealt with were very, very condescending. And, uh, I guess to be frank, I was, yeah, I was the youngest, um, attorney at my firm. So, you know, I was young, I was mm -hmm. a woman, um, right. and a woman of color. So mm -hmm. all those factors, you know, believe it or not made, made it a little bit difficult in terms of gaining respect and trust from clients. Um, at my firm, there were, most of us were women. There were maybe two male attorneys, including the partner. So he was fine. He was very nice, but you definitely hit the nail on the head in terms of just the legal industry in general. It is very male dominated. Um, you know, it's not easy for women, especially because just how the legal field, the legal field is, you're working a lot of hours. Um, you know, I now have a family. I have a, a three month old daughter. So if I were still working in that environment, it would be very, very difficult for me. Um, and just, just the legal field in general. So I'm, I'm happy and I'm grateful that I'm able to, you know, make my own hours, just to have my own schedule so I can, you know, quote unquote, create work-life balance. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's so interesting because these sort of industries, I feel like there's this new age rush of entrepreneurship that I've, I mean, just heightened, I see it as now. And I, I absolutely love it. And the way that I look at it is kind of, you know, we we ended up having these sort of industries that were very male dominated or structured for a specific type of person, um, not so much people of color and things like that. And, you know, I feel like entrepreneurship has allowed people to just create their own lane and just say, hey, this is what I'm going to do and this is how I'm going to do it. And there's just so much power in that. 
And I feel like exactly what you did where, you know, you've, you were in this sort of industry and you said, you know, not only am I going to do something now that I want to be passionate about, that I want to be excited about and wake up every morning and go yes, my heart is fulfilled, but I also want to create my own lane. Like I don't want to have these sort of, you know, uh, stigmas or barriers presented in front of me. I'm going to just create my own lane and and there's power in that you know so i think that's it's commendable thank you you know it's always valuable to discuss the successes you know but challenges are oftentimes where we actually build our strongest character so what was the most challenging thing you faced when creating your own business great question i actually just wrote about this recently on my um on instagram oh did you yeah and a law student reached out to me the other day and I spoke to her and that was like one of her main questions. And it made me think, I was like, wow, what has been the most challenging thing about starting, you know, my practice? It would honestly be, um, I think two things. First, when I first started, I had no one to really like guide me. I had reached out to a few attorneys and unfortunately they didn't really want to help. Um, some of them didn't respond. The ones who did respond, um, they didn't really help me. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I felt very alone in that sense. Like, oh my gosh, like, you know, I started to doubt what I did. I was like, oh, wow. You know, I took this huge leap. Um, you know, of course I did my research, but it would, not, it would be nice to have some mentors, you know, people who've come before me and done it right. and to get some guidance from them. Um, and like I said, unfortunately, many of them didn't want to help. So I had to do a, a lot of things on my own. Um, and, I, and that's just how it is, right? Being an entrepreneur, you have to figure mm-hmm. things out by yourself. Um, but it would have been nice (laughs) to get some, to get some help. So that's one. Um, and then two, just had wearing many hats. Um, when you first start a business, you are, you know, typically you're going to do a lot of things on your own. So like I Mm -hmm. mentioned before marketing, um, you know, doing ads by myself, you know, just figuring things out. I think that's just, that's the hardest part, you know, having faith in yourself and the confidence and knowing that, you know, just take, you know, you have to take things one day at a time and that you can do it. It takes time, you know, success doesn't come overnight. So very true. You know, it's, it's interesting. You said something earlier um, in, in the f- first point you were saying about, you know, how challenging it was because you were looking for almost mentors or people that have done this before. And the, the first thing that came to my head was you literally have to be your own superhero sometimes. And it's, it's crazy, you know, to think about that. And, and there's so many different companies and and women that I've spoken to that are, are breaking even that barrier down where they're creating resources, creating a sense of community, creating these mentors, creating connections. And, you know, there's so, so much value in that because that can really begin to cause a lot of doubt and you could almost completely give up altogether if you don't have that, you know, willingness to continue to push and to be in your own corner. You know, sometimes, you know, my parents used to tell me this, that sometimes, you know, no matter what's going on, you're, you're always going to be, sometimes you're going to be the only one in your corner. Right. You know, you're going to be the only one that says, you got this, keep going. You know, even if you have a supportive family, supportive friends, there are going to be those moments where it's just you and your thoughts. And you're either going to say, 
okay, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go, I'm going to push. If I don't know it, I'm going to figure out how to, how to know it, you know, or you, you just kind of, you know, collapse or say, I, I can't do this. And I think the entrepreneur mentality is there's so much tenacity in it. And there's so much like, I, I have to do this because when you take that leap and say, okay, this is what I can do. This is what I want to do. This is what, you know, my, my heart is seeking, you know, you have to be able to keep that drive continuing <laughs> throughout the entire thing. And, um, you know, unfortunately, you didn't have those resources or people to go to, but you doing all of this, now you're a resource for other people, you know? And so that, that's something, you know, you're contributing to our society. You're contributing, you know, to this industry as someone who's been there, who's doing it and has done it successfully. And so I think that, you know, you're right on. And, and with wearing many hats, absolutely. When you're an entrepreneur, you're like, okay, I'm PR, I'm marketing. I'm exactly. <laughs> the list goes on. The list goes on. So what is your method or rule of thumb when you're faced with a challenge in your industry? Like how do you tackle you know, how you're going to overcome or move past whatever the situation you know, comes up? Um, great question. I think it depends on what it is. Um, I, to be honest, my husband, he's also an attorney. He's been my rock through all this. Um, so he's my, my cool counsel. Um, so I'll talk, <laughs> yeah, I'll just talk, you know, through whatever issue it is, especially, you know, if, if it's usually going to be a legal issue, like if someone comes to me, um, you know, and I'm not quite sure, I'll definitely reach out to, you know, I'll speak to him about it. I also mm -hmm. have a partner, um, that I recently, we basically formed a partnership recently. So like, I'll, you know, if it's like a litigation issue, um, I'll speak with him about it and refer it out. Um, so I guess it just depends on it, what it is. Um, if I'm dealing with like a tough client, for example, you know, I'll take a step back, um, you know, assess, you know, what's the situation and then, you know, answer when I'm, <laughs> when I'm in a, in a calm state, I guess. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, speaking with my husband, um, you know, my, my partner, and then just taking a step back and, you know, assessing the situation and then answering with, with a clear mind. Yeah, I think that's really important and a great way to just take a beat, <laughs> you know, figure out, figure out what it is that the challenge is, you know, when you take a moment and pause before, whether it's reacting or jumping to a conclusion or, you know, getting all riled up that we could say, you know, it's, it's definitely important to take a breather cool down, say, okay, what, what do I need to do? What are my next steps here? And I think that's the best way to go about it. Definitely. What is the most asked question that entrepreneurs come to you with? I was very, in, I was very excited to ask this question. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see the most, let's see. Um, I would say contracts. A lot of people, they are not sure what kind of contract they need for their business, um, you know, with different relationships. So for example, for you, um, I actually have had a lot of um, people who are, who own pod, you know, who have podcasts and they're mm -hmm. like, you know, do I need a contract? Um, the answer is yes. <laughs> um, Ooh, yeah, question, it's always, it's, yeah, no, it's always good, right? Like whatever relationship you're entering into, you always want to have a contract. So that is one of my most asked questions. Like, do I need a contract? And the answer is 
yes, <laughs> you, you know, if you're, like I said, if you're going into business with someone, even this, this is a business like uh, mm-hmm. relationship, you want to have, you know, your terms outlined, um, you know, you want to you want to hold the other individual accountable for your time, mm-hmm. right? So right, it's right. always good to have a contract. That's my most asked question. What contract do I need? <laughs> very, very good to know. I'm glad I asked that. <laughs> so on a woman's worth podcast, we talk about this current societal shift where more and more women are united and really speaking out about things like equal pay in the workplace, sexual harassment, and the list goes on. So how does your practice, specifically with females, how do how does your practice empower female entrepreneurs and encourage this same conversation? Great question. Um, so I work with a lot of female online entrepreneurs and most of them are solo practitioners, uh, you know, just starting out. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm grateful that I'm able to help them, you know, form their business um, in terms of like getting their contracts set up. I think that's where I really come into to play. You know, I, I help them outline, you know, basically how they're going to run their business, you know, what, you know, how, how are you going to pay, you know, your employees or interns, you know, when that time comes, um, how are you going to structure your business? So it's kind of like, I'm helping you create a business plan almost because mm-hmm. we have to look out into the future, you know, what, uh, business relationships are going to enter into. So I think in that aspect, I help women think of these things like, you know, how much are you going to pay an, pay an employee? For example, I had a woman, she started this dance company. And she had, she had, um, employees. So we had to, you know, go through, you know, in terms of payment, you know, how are you, how are you going to pay your employees? You know, their, their working hours, um, you know, what policies are you going to have for women? Um, you know, what if they, you know, if they're, um, you know, do you have maternity leave, things like that. So Mm -hmm. I'm grateful that I'm able to help women structure their, you know, their policies, their business policies. That's amazing. Now you're in, you're located in New York, correct? So does that mean that you can only practice and do what you do in terms of contracts and things like that for the state of New York, or can you expand with your practice? Great question. So with, I do contracts and trademarks. So trademarks, that's federal law. Federal. Yeah. So I can practice anywhere in the United States because it's federal law. Um, With contracts, if, for example, you, if you wanted me to draft a contract for you, you're in Florida, correct? Yes, correct. So I wouldn't be able to draft your contract for you because every state, like contracts is very state, um, state specific if you're custom Mm -hmm. drafting, drafting it. But there are certain areas it's, it's called common law. So like certain Mm -hmm. things are basically universal, right? So for example, obviously if you're going to be describing, you know, um, your, your services, that's, you know, that's, that's very specific to you. So that's not really a legal question. It's more like of a business decision. So I can absolutely help you with that. Um, where it really comes down to state specificity, it's your, um, um, like dispute, where are you going to resolve disputes? So I don't know the court system in, um, Florida, for example. So I wouldn't be able to recommend, you know, which court to bring in your area, a dispute. So that's very state specific. Yeah, I see. So what would you like to see for the future of your business when you're looking ahead? I would like to have a bigger team, (laughs) honestly, Um, (laughs) just having someone to handle different aspects. So, you know, I guess a PR person, a person um, to help me run ads. Um, It gets a little tricky with content because I would need someone with like a legal background to, for example, 
if I wanted to have someone um, manage my social media for my business page, I would need someone with a legal background to do that. And who also knows how to, um, I guess, create graphics. So that's, that's a little tricky to find. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, someone with a legal background that wants to do social media, I would say, because usually with a legal background, you're in the legal fields, not probably not in marketing. (laughs) Exactly. So finding someone like that would be wonderful. And that's, that's pretty much it. Um, Yeah, yeah. the social media aspect is is a big one. So having help with that would be wonderful. Yeah, I, I hear you social media. It's like, you know, when we talk about marketing, especially as an entrepreneur, like social media is its own marketing. That job is a job all on its own, like handling all of the different platforms, the this, the that. And then, you know, you're, you're trying to get specific copy and, you know, you're trying to be quirky and funny. And I could definitely see how, you know, even now where I am today, you know, in, in my own business and my own things that I have going on, I have, you know, my personal pages, obviously. And then I have, you know, the business pages for different things, my different platforms that I have. And, um, it, it would be so helpful to have that, you know, to get to that point of expanding and and being able to, you know, have someone just handle those things. So I, I hear you on that. If someone wanted to connect with you, what would be the best way to go about that? I would be either emailing me or um, going to my Instagram page, Zara.Watson. I always like to close our digital coffee dates with advice or words of wisdom. So what would you tell a female entrepreneur who is hesitant on getting an attorney like yourself in the early stages of her business? Great question. I would say do it early. Um, you don't want to wait until trouble comes knocking on your door to you know, hire an attorney. You want to get all your legal ducks <laughs> in a row before you know, before you, before you really start, um, you know, have your, especially your contracts, you know, form your business so that you can have, you know, your business bank account. Um, you're not commingling funds. Um, you know, like I said, set, get your contracts set up. You know, if you want to protect your brand, if you have any slogans, any logos that are very important to you, um, you know, start thinking, you know, ahead, you don't even have to hire an attorney for those services right away. You can just have a consultation, um, and then just find out what you need to do and what you need to think of for, you know, think for in the future. So start early. I hear that. I know, I know a lot of women are going to be hearing that like, oh boy, <laughs> like, yes, I know. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people, um, approach the law with like, you know, like it's a fearful mentality and I don't yes. think that's a good thing. Uh, I mean, I understand because I guess how the media, how law is portrayed, especially in the media, you know, it's very serious and not to say that it isn't, but, you know, I don't think it's something that entrepreneurs have to approach from, you know, a fearful state. I, you know, like I try to make it as fun and, you know, as, as I guess, easy as possible for people. So, you know, there are many lawyers out there who are, you know, I guess we're doing what I'm doing. We want to make the law very easy, easy and digestible for, for entrepreneurs. So it, it does, it's not a scary thing. <laughs> right, right. Well, Zara, it was so wonderful having you on the show and learning about all that you are doing for entrepreneurs, especially creatives. So I look forward to seeing the incredible things you continue to accomplish. My pleasure. Thank you so, so much for having me. Thank you for listening to The Digital Coffee Date, where inspiration ignites meaningful action. 
Be sure to visit thedigitalcoffeedate.com to sign up for your free membership where you can go beyond our digital coffee dates and discuss episode topics on our growing digital community. 